This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Horseman. Back in the 20s, we reviewed a very famous Welcome indeed to Podcast Horseman, the Bojack Horseman podcast, a spoiler-free episode-by-episode audio review podcast of the critically acclaimed Netflix series, Bojack Horseman. I'm a socially distanced Michael Hamflet. And I am a socially distanced Alan Nicholas. And Michael, are you the time I went to see Lady Gaga in concert and she didn't sing Paparazzi because I am hurt and I am confused and I am angry. But also, along with all those <laughs> things, I am also someone, as are you, that you can call the front of the plane because we are all business to begin with. You can follow this podcast on Instagram or Twitter at Podcast Horseman. You can also, if you'd like to, follow either of your hosts while you're doing that. You can follow me at It's Adam Nicholas or you can follow Michael Hamflit. At Michael Hamflit. Um, you can get this podcast pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts on Apple Podcasts where we'd love to subscribe or follow on Spotify where you can do one or both of those things on Overcast where you can subscribe on Amazon Music where you can piss into a bottle because you won't have time to go to the toilet but you can still listen to podcasts while you're doing it do it through there um on Acast through the app Podcast Horseman Twitter feed every Friday a new episode goes up you can stream you can subscribe any way you like to listen you can do it through there and as always as this point in the podcast we would love to encourage you to leave us a five-star review it doesn't really matter what you say in that text box it can be something horrifically abusive it can be something nasty it can be something nice but you still stand a good chance of getting it read out on this podcast because we will reward those five-star reviews with a star in our very special hollywood talk of fame it is season six adam nicholas it is the last chance to get reviews in this is not so much a beg for rankings to get us up charts, more than it is a plea for us to pad those out before we disappear forever. If you want to get your name read out, get those reviews in. We'll have another one coming at the end of this episode. Before we disappear forever. You had to go and get dramatic on everybody, didn't you? Right at the beginning. <laughs> Good Lord. Could also say that you sort of sprung them by surprise, Michael. Hey! Mm-hmm. hey. Not only have we got all the crap, we've got some segues in there too. <laughs> Let's go across to Netflix for this week's synopsis. It's season six. It is episode one, two, three, four. And it is <laughs> surprise. Todd organises a surprise wedding for Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter, as you do. But the party quickly goes off the rails when Mr. Peanut Butter makes 
a confession now we've known for a while that Mr Peanut Butter has of course done the deed with Diane behind the back of pickles and as always happens on this show Michael when people do bad things they tend to have to come and face them one way or another and it seems like a surprise wedding would be a great way to do that <laughs> yes um we approach this uncomfortable inevitability that the synopsis gives us um first through a cat eye makeup tutorial on uzone it's a bojack horseman world version of youtube i guess uh, the date on the video is 2013 um, and it's Pickles doing the makeup tutorial. That's like the younger Pickles, obviously. We then see an updated one again on Uzone in 2014. Um, she's trying her hand at the old content game. It's not just makeup. It's about talking about herself. It's about talking about personal life. Not too many views, but she seems quite content in front of the camera. Um, in this case, she's sad about a split with her ex Fuzzy, though she apologises about talking about her personal life instead of doing makeup. This is obviously not yet at the point where it's pivoted to where we know it would arrive at in the form of the pickle pack that we've heard before. Um, she says during this video, quote, I feel so alone. But somebody clicks the little heart emoji that you get on these types of things and that instantly cheers her up. It seems to like turn her night around. Cut to face feed. It's an upgrade of the technology, but it's ultimately the same principle. She's now live streaming to the now named Pickle Pack, asking what to wear for a job interview, and then another job interview, and then another job interview, and then the following the firing of that last job interview, she finds herself going for one as a waitress. It's at this point the live stream moves to zone face another piece of software you're just adding more ways with which to interact with the live streamer as we go um but it very much mirrors all the real life ones you can see whatever it might be it might be twitch discord you know the sort of thing um she reveals she's been seeing a celebrity it is of course mr peanut butter in a role as a waitress at elefante uh, and again, we get another cut to when it's Mr. when it's her and Mr. Peanut Butter moving in together into their brand new house. Uh, and now we move to Tweed Feed, where he's just proposed. This is, of course, the scene that we've seen happen for real, now happening through the lens of her live stream. Um, and then finally, still on Tweed Feed, it's the scene we saw last week where Mr. Peanut Butter asks somewhat ominous, ominously if they can turn the live stream off for just a second. One last cut too, and it's not a good one. She is weeping into the camera, revealing that the wedding is off. As she says this, we get a slew of sad, angry, upset emojis that seem to hit her in the face as she's in the centre of the stream. And that's what takes us to the credits. Um, a ice cold open this because it is one young person's journey through the new world, I guess. Um various ways in which to live stream how to broadcast your life it is a world through our employment at what culture and indeed just our i guess time on other social media apps it is a world that we are increasingly familiar with and i assume a lot of people listen to this podcast will be too um the brands are what you know but they are incredibly familiar as are the feelings of streamers following interactions with other people obviously huge plot being revealed over the course of these little cut twos but there's a subplot that is setting up here that we're going to delve into in the episode, which is, of course, Pickle's relationship with social media. And they've never gone deep on that until now. I would agree with that. We sort of seen that through Diane's job where she was working as a social media manager, where that's kind of the, you know, we've seen the role that that side of things can play in terms of Hollywood. But bringing it down to like the level of 
the individual who maybe isn't necessarily connected with Hollywood, we haven't seen so much of. I think the only instance I can remember properly where this idea of the, not the, the false narratives, but the idea of the social media versus real life is mm. Holly Hop. Do you remember when she sends the text to her dad saying, um, loving that Cali lifestyle, right? Yes. As she's having the bad turn and is falling mm. on the floor because of obviously being, um, being spiked essentially by Beatrice for all that time. That's the only time I could think when I was trying to, before this, before we were doing this, I could think of the, the lines that we've come to close. But this is a really, it's a topic you would imagine this show would have tackled by now in a bigger sense. And not unsurprisingly that we're getting to a point where they've found a way to do it through an episode that's clearly going to be a complex one in terms of uh, the relationship of Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter. But already, even in that cold open, you can tell, they're going to handle this well and they're really going to make you ask some questions about some certain things that you might not necessarily want to ask yourself. Yeah, there's a few um, familiar feelings. We will get to that, of course, as Pickles will kind of keep us very connected during this episode. Um, but we move away briefly from Pickles to Diane. Um, the episode starts properly with her pulling up at pastiches to see Bojack, uh, but she's too late. He's gone to a party, um, but we learn luckily it's with a sober companion um, called Eduardo who will keep him out of trouble. Um, we then cut to that party, which is a party at Mr. Peanut Butter's house. It's the one that we've briefly alluded to in the synopsis. Um, we learn that Eduardo is a fainting goat who is absolutely fine unless he panics. Um, but this isn't helped by a conversation they're having with uh, Captain Peanut Butter about various disastrous situations that would make one panic. Um, Eduardo says not to worry about any of that. Um, the only thing that really makes him panic is the thought of drinking again. Um, so naturally, Captain Peanut Butter goes in for a toast as soon as <laughs> he said that. Um, the party is kind of in full swing. Um, we only kind of learn this through a shot of Bojack. It's quite a nice shot, this actually. Bojack slinking through the crowd and we kind of hear various snatches of conversation, as I guess you would do if you were walking through yourself. We see various familiar faces um, Pinky Penguins there in the background. I have no doubt that you picked up others as well. There's a really great gag um, about a guy called Greg who Mr. Peanut Butter met once at a gas station and yet he finds himself at this place. Um, and Pickle's grouchy parents who have obviously been invited. Um, they have a slightly awkward row in front of Princess Carolyn who's got Ruthie with her there for the night. Um, and we go back to Diane arriving outside. She's obviously followed to the party looking for Bojack. Um, she doesn't really want to go in. It's obviously Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Um, a lot of feelings there, a lot of potential ill will. Um, but as she kind of like is doubting whether or not she's questioning herself, she's stopped in her tracks by Todd, who has a load of balloons and needs a hand getting them into the balloon room in the house, which certainly feels like a very Mr. Peanut Butter party type of room. Um, they go in. Diane says hello to Princess Carolyn and Ruthie, um, who we kind of are led to assume is a meeting that's happening for the first time. Obviously, Diane has been away with Guy. Um, in the process of this, we uh, find out that Carlotta, uh, Princess Carolyn's latest nanny, has quit. Um, Todd is nonplussed, offering various critiques about her capabilities that he was able to see from very close up in Princess Carolyn's apartment. And then PC notes that the reason Carlotta left was because she was sick of being washed 24-7. <laughs> so perhaps Todd is already proven to be the cause of and solution to some of the problems there. Um, we then move briefly uh, to Pickle's two best friends, both called Ilana. Um, they don't get along with each other, 
but they're both happy to be Pickle's best friend, which is a great touch. Um, and Diane finds Bojack finally and wants to tell him something very important. But that conversation gets broken up before they can get into the meat of it by Todd, who says Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles are here. He's managed to keep them out of the house for a few hours, but they're arrived back for his surprise wedding. Note, not a party, not an engagement celebration, not a tee up to you know celebrate the sudden proposal in Alfante. A literal surprise wedding. Diane is obviously shaken to the core <laughs> at the prospect of being in the room for this and has no choice um, but to blur out to Bojack in the scant few seconds they've got together that she's moving to Chicago as he tries to absorb that shock. Uh, peanut butter and pickles arrive, so everybody has to pretty much hide where they are for the big surprise moment. Uh, and Diane, in particular, needs to get the hell out of the way. Um, we go to peanut butter and pickles who are coming in. Um, but before everybody can yell surprise with the robot lights going on in the house, Mr. Peanut Butter, with horrendous shame and remorse, blurts out, I cheated on you, which is right, as Pickle says, lights on, causing a murmur of, I believe, Todd's voice to go, surprise, and then everybody to duck back down. The two things have happened simultaneously with one another, bringing the potential surprise wedding to a complete standstill as Pickles, and I guess everybody else in the room, absorbs the massive news. Um, quite the, obviously, dramatic reveal, as you would hope, but the comedic sting in the tail of the surprise wedding being stopped, like, halfway through, literally in its tracks by the revelation. It's not a case of one before the other, closing the stable door after the horse has bolted, or in this case, the dog. All of it happening together just after in kind of a similar way, Diane has given this bombshell to Bojack and they've been robbed of the opportunity to talk about it in more detail as they race off to try and find a hiding place themselves. A really great, and I mean that in terms of both its quality and its size, way to set up the rest of the episode, I thought this was. Really lovely set piece work for the first couple of minutes. Yeah, an amazing way to just like lift the pin out of a hand grenade and then have someone mm. dive on it and just sit and now we're like, oh, <laughs> we're in a couple of minutes in here, but I'm 50% sure there's going to be an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, a wonderful way. And as you mentioned there, the sort of symmetry between Diane blurting out, I'm going to Chicago as the hero and Bojack run upstairs to hide and Mr. Peanut Butter blurting out, I cheat on you, which was with Diane, his mm. ex-wife, who was also in his house. And then, <laughs> of course, the only man who could probably pull off such a stupid, stupid idea would be Todd, who would try and do a surprise wedding. And he has a quick, I guess, a quick freebie just because we're talking about it. But a surprise wedding, at which point, as the lights come on and everyone jumps out to say surprise, there's a banner drops from the ceiling that mm. says, congratulations, Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter, which doesn't make any sense, Michael, when you think about it properly, because why would that banner drop down until they had officially been married? Because <laughs> otherwise, what's the con? What's the congratulations for? Yeah. It's not an engagement party. It's not a birthday party. It's just they're not pregnant. It's just that's what you would do when the wedding had happened. So even the surprise itself is completely stupid and spoiled anyway. But of course, we love this because it's Bojack Horseman. It has led us to believe that these things could almost definitely happen in this world. And anything Todd does, it's almost like he's got this. I don't know, an omnipresent touch, Michael, that could just make anything happen at any time. 
there's probably some sort of spiritual theory kicking around about that. I don't like to delve into that kind of thing myself. Um, I joyously nonsensical as a premise, and we're only going to get more of that as we go. Pickles is devastated, obviously. Um, we're all having a good laugh, but she's gutted. Um, but the viewer, while trying to comprehend Pickles' sadness, is constantly being distracted by party guests trying to find improbable places with which to hide. Um, this includes Eduardo getting trapped in Mr. Peanut Butter's Thunder Room. It's the place, as dogs, of course, they would go to escape thunder. Looks suspiciously like a panic room, which is less than ideal for a goat prone to panic. But it's the first place he spots. You've got various party guests hiding around the other side of plant pots, even though the plants themselves are wholly transparent. Um, sofas that Princess Carolyn notes are too low to the ground later in the episode so you can see heads peeking over the top around kitchen corners that the characters themselves walk around and then us thus the hiding characters have to follow suit it's as farcical as it sounds and I don't really want to offer too many more details because it's one to enjoy in the episode visually in a way that perhaps we can't do justice describing but every single character is forced into this. Every party guest is forced into this, holding up this ludicrous facade of trying to remain completely hidden in a house, a, a literal house full, as these two people have this intensely private and in, like emotional conversation. Um, but obviously what it means is everybody can hear the chat, um, which is especially awkward when, for example, um, Pickles breaks from the row with Mr. Peanut Butter to be critical of both Ilanas one after another mm. when they're believing that they're going to score a point over each other in earshot. Um, or when Mr. Peanut Butter goes on to expose the loveless marriage between Mr. and Mrs. Captain Peanut Butter as they hide with their faces in empty picture frames that they then have to stand and squat whenever Peanut Butter picks the frame up to again try and keep up the pretense. Um, they squabble over Pickles' parents, including Mr. Peanut Butter, roasting her dad <laughs> anger, as for his anger issues as he has to sit there and try to not get angry and spark Peanut Butter clean out. Um, the wife consoles him, but then Mr. Peanut Butter has a go at his wife for riling him up and getting him angry in the first place. So she's now just as annoyed. And then Mr. Peanut Butter's on such a roll that he says, and, and Greg sucks too. And I only met him once, and you just see Greg appear out from behind a curtain, devastated to be told that he sucks by a guy you met once at a gas station. Oh, Pickles. Uh, wants to get away from peanut butter and I guess the guests were not realising and wants to go let the pickle pack know um, and explains that they've been with her forever and never strayed unlike Mr Peanut Butter um, who of course has let her down she ends her point with an almighty unsubscribe at which point she dramatically sort of takes her engagement ring off and throws it in his face um, and runs away in floods of tears it's I don't want to be too cold in my analysis of pickles here um it is a deeply sad and emotional thing that she is going through but they use how can i put this they use the terminology and the lexicon of streaming of the what the pickle pack mean to her quote unquote unsubscribe and the like to like to continue on this cold open we got where 
somebody is, I don't want to be patronising even, somebody as young as Pickles or as inexperienced with adults perhaps has yet to be able to draw the lines between her. What peanut, what peanut butter has done is awful, unconscionable. But she has made a false equivalency between the relationship she has with her pickle pack and the relationship she has with him. And this is obviously not the first time that has happened. It's very much... Uh... I know you don't want to talk about Peter being young because that would literally be everyone who listens <laughs> to this podcast compared to you. But I think you're absolutely spot on. It wouldn't be unfair to sort of, and not patronising at all, I think the way she reacts, this is this is not great news to get. Nobody's ever wanted this no. great news. I feel like if you have had this sort of thing happen to you before or are aware of it or perhaps are just older and understand that nine times out of ten, it comes from a place that isn't about the cheating per se it's about a, another thing usually there's, there's something else that usually leads to it there'd be a more adult yes maybe an angry but an adult conversation goes on about it and it feels a lot like because of the way as we get the sort of insight into Pickles's lifestyle the way she does the interaction with social media the way everything is very as you say the lexicon she uses is all very uh, online speak in air quotes if you like mm. where everything's a very specific word everything's exaggerated everything's hyperbole and I think, as a result, her reactions to this all feel very much like the reactions of someone who'd maybe taken a lot of what they would know from a f- like films or TV shows or whatever, these reactions mm. that are dramatic and over the top because they haven't really seen it or had it happen to them yet. And that, does that make sense, if that sort of thing? Like, yeah. this is obviously a very bad thing. There's no, like, I don't want to sort yeah. of... Um, she's had, she's going through a trauma, and we're yeah. not minimalising that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, certainly not. But the added elements that are here of her almost having an audience to mm, yeah. go to, that Mr. Peanut Butter most certainly doesn't want, because he's, you know, this is between those two people. They're the two who are involved. Obviously, we know Diane's involved technically, but not in this particular conversation. And it feels, I, I kind of got a twinge myself at the thought of if you were ever having a private conversation with your partner and then your partner was like, well, I'm off to, to go and discuss this, this with however many hundred thousand whatever followers you have on, on, mm. a, on a certain platform. But Michael, this is the world we live in. It's very possible yeah, that that true. could be a lifestyle. Well, we're going to see some more of it because we go upstairs to uh, Pickles and Mr. Peanutbutter's room. Um, but it's to see Bojack and Diane, who are hiding in there. Um, Bojack notes, not for the first time this season, that he can help Diane escape if she absolutely needs to with the old bed sheets getting tied together. I think that old chestnut is back. Um, Diane's obviously incredibly panicked and wants to get out of there. Um, but they hear Pickles coming and have to awkwardly hide under the bed instead. Um, Pickles is on the phone, on the stream, uh, tells the Pickles pack, tells the Pickle pack all about what's happened with Mr. Peanut Butter. And Diane and Bojack both give out very pained slightly differing sighs and groans as they hear Pickles describe what has gone on. Obviously, there's a little bit of dramatic irony here because of what Diane knows and Bojack doesn't quite fully know just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, downstairs, it's more hiding for the guests as Pickles, as Mr. Peanutbutter saw on the Anders. He, uh, he realises he needs to speak to Pickles. So he heads upstairs um, and the bulk of the party races for the exit. Everybody can finally make their escape, apart from Princess Carolyn and Todd, because they've lost Ruthie. Um, back to the bedroom we go. Pickles is still live streaming her grief, um, though it does get perked up 
and derailed a little bit from all of her sadness of the story from a compliment from a complete stranger. And again, there's that kind of reference to the emotional response to that versus what's happening in her very real life. Um, Mr. Peanut Butter arrives back in the room. She slams the door in his face, or more specifically gets Robot, ha robot House to slam it in his face for her. Um, <laughs> and back under the bed, we see that Diane is actually watching the stream on her phone. Um, Bojack, in the meantime, pesters Diane finally, given the opportunity about why she's leaving for Chicago. He, as an old bloke would, I guess, needles that it must be about a man. Um, and he finds out that, of course, there is a guy, a literal guy involved. But Diane makes it very clear and won't accept that he's the reason why she's moving. Um, they finally go to leave from under the bed when they hear that Pickles moved into kind of a, an attached dressing room that is linked onto the bedroom and they see like a window to be able to escape. Um, but stumble upon Ruthie crawling around on the bedroom floor as they come out from under the bed. Um, in the meantime, Princess Carolyn and Todd are arguing downstairs about Todd monitoring the nanny so closely, but I have to hide again when Mr. Peanut Butter returns down the stairs. Um, Todd works out at least that Ruthie has gone upstairs. He spots some drool on the floor. He tastes it to confirm it's fresh. Multiple uh, times. <laughs> And they race up up the stairs as Mr. Peanut Butter kind of like ruefully eats ice cream. Um, back to Pickle's room, just quickly. Bojack, through the comments section of the uh, streaming app that she's live streaming on, um, to go to the park with Mr. Peanut Butter, obviously just to give them an opportunity to try and escape. Um, and under the bed, they're trying to hold on to Ruthie, who they managed to scrape out of the way. Um, until Todd and Princess Carolyn arrive uh, when they see an opportunity to try and slide Ruthie along the floor on a Frisbee contraption. <laughs> but she only manages to go halfway along. This whole thing exists to set up, again, how obsessed Pickles is with what's going on on the live stream and the uh, talking through this issue with the people on her stream. She is patrolling the bedroom and stops just short of an inch of standing on Ruthie. And it's not presented in that way that she would cause Ruthie any harm, more the opposite, more mm. that Ruthie would stab her in the foot or the leg or something like that, and it would, it would hurt very much, and she'd scream out, and that would be the big reveal and all that sort of thing. Um, but she stops dead in the tracks because somebody on the live stream is, uh, you know, entertaining her or giving her compliments or giving her better ideas of things to do. She's so consumed by it that she's, at this point, whereas downstairs it was played for farce that people wouldn't be able to see the hiding. Mm. Now it's very much the fact that she is completely consumed by what's on the inside of, uh, of that screen. Princess Carolyn manages to dive cat-like, of course, into shot and grab Ruthie out of this, just like kind of saving the day at the last minute as Pickles cancels the park plans and asks Mr. Peanut Butter to bring her, quote, her favourite drink just the way I like it. Um, the gang has to keep hiding. All of them at this point are in the bedroom. Um, Pickles is kind of walking around the room over and over again, which means they're all constantly having to move. Um, she's deciding what to do for the best. She elects to go to a hotel, but then she changes her mind and thinks that he should go to the hotel instead. She starts packing his clothes into bags. And at this point, Mrs. Bojack, Princess Carolyn, Diane, hiding in the walk-in wardrobe. Diane takes off her jacket at one point, and <laughs> Pickles is holding on to the arm of her jacket, thinking it's just one of the ones on the wall. Um, they're all sort of, she's missing them over and over again, but then stops that idea and just notes that she just feels confused, at which point a commenter known only as T. Chavez says that when he's confused, he takes a hot bath. This is seemingly pitched 
as an ingenious plan by Todd to help them escape until it turns out he's <laughs> in the bath. <laughs> um, downstairs, Peanut Butter's making a drink, but that's a nice place to pause as we kind of find the characters, I guess, midway through the news now. It's, it's everybody... All the gang are the only ones left in the house. Everyone's managed to get away apart from them. And poor Eduardo in the Thunder Room, of course. But um, it's now just down to the core gang. And, of course, Pickles, who theoretically was going to be the newest member of the core gang until this bombshell news from Mr Peanut Butter and Diane. Um, just a continual setups of the hiding gag. Don't fail to amuse. And they are now drilling even harder into Pickles' need i think it is a need and an addiction and a need to be processing all of this trauma through people on the other end of a phone absolutely i think they're they're really amped up when they get upstairs don't they in terms of yes it was all i mean it's so funny the way they play the hiding gags downstairs to the point where there's literal moments where there are guests who are just up against the wall and shuffling down the wall you don't have any <laughs> means of coverage and they literally walk past each other like against the wall that's how dumb it is and it's so funny to watch because it's so over the top but then when you get upstairs you realize that actually it's pickles obsession with uh, her phone her interaction with the people online and this uh, instant gratification of of emotions whether it's like you say she her getting distracted by something positive to distract her for like the few seconds that has just lifted mm. her lifted her mood ever so slightly like someone saying she still looks pretty even while she's crying or something like that um to all of a sudden she's trying to get instant answers and bounce ideas off people but these aren't forgive me this isn't to sort of you know i know a lot of people have a relationship with social media in different ways and obviously mm. specifically like live streamers and their um their followers who are watching them on the stream but these are people who in reality probably don't know her as well as what mr peanut butter does they don't yeah. know the full details of this story they know what they're being given by her mm. so all of their reactions would be those of yes persons you know like they yeah they want to make her happy so no matter what she says there's probably going to be a reaction that is weighted shall we say that's what i'm trying to say like it's maybe not the nuanced answers or the nuanced approach to this that you may might get just by sitting with it or having the conversation with the actual other person who's involved in all of this. And the way they show how distracted and immersed she is in all of this world, it is quite fascinating because it, this is this is very real, man. This is like this is the kind of way that the world is going, and then, and for certain people, of course, not for everyone. Mm. Um, and I just thought it is a fascinating exploration of it, and obviously interesting to see them try and tackle it. They, yeah, they lean into this as well in the fact that over the course of, well, just that bit, just kind of recap there, she changes her mind three times on the best course of action, which is objective proof that this method of dealing with it is ineffective. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I think... It's sporadic uh, and uh, very uh, reactive rather than yeah. sitting down and taking the time to consume your own thoughts and think about what you want, not necessarily yeah. throw a ball off the wall and have it come back and hit you in the face immediately. Isn't necessarily always the best. And when there's however many, let's just say she's got a thousand, when there's a thousand different voices in there with a thousand mm. different ideas, it's too much information for you to be processing in a time where, as you mentioned, she's kind of going through a bit of a trauma here. 
Yeah, it's um, it reminded me a little bit as well of um, the, the the central premise, I guess, behind um, Aziz Ansari's Master of None, um, which became a, a different show in the third season. But certainly in the first one, I remember reading at the time some of the inspiration for that was ultimately the the amount of choice and the kind of the luxury of options, but how that can suddenly work against somebody. Um, I guess a public figure or now a version of a public figure which in the case of pickles is a live streamer um resulting you kind of going with nothing the, <laughs> that i think we must have all had that night where so long is spent perusing the netflix mm-hmm. menu that you never actually make the film you never make the time for the film you wanted to watch yeah. um and you go back to that same tv show maybe it's bojack horseman that same comfort tv show because no film will suddenly do because you're just comparing and contrasting because it's doing that with decisions that have a direct impact on what is at this point the biggest moment in her relationship with Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. And I just I think it plays with that quite nicely as well. Yeah, it puts it puts the fate of essentially it shows the correlation between putting the fate of her whole relationship, her happiness, her everything mm. with the hands of these these people who she interacts with on a daily basis. Question is for you to ponder though, um if this is every day. Maybe these people do know her better than Mr. Peanut Butter mm. because she seems that she goes in depth on her emotions and how she's feeling as as regularly as possible. You just have to wonder what the dynamic is there and how that because suddenly you're having a relationship with a thousand and one people rather than one person, yeah. and that's these are two. There's they've been merged into this one thing, haven't they? At this point, and it is um, mm-hmm. genuinely interesting to watch them try and sort of break it down and show how it can impact. The relationships of people in the, in real life, and I think us not really knowing is part of that. It speaks mm. to the kind of the modern dilemma, not quite fully understanding the power that mm. that would hold over one person, and not being able to assess it from the outside. Is it like you, you can't you can't measure it in exact percentages of how good and bad it is, because there will be very nuanced and layered positives and negatives to the experience. And I think they're trying to illustrate that i think the the bits when the bits when she's given that that like sugar rush of an instant gratification yes from an outsider's point of view it's incredibly unhealthy but as you say if that's somebody she feels connected with Mm. seven days a week there's a reason why that's going to hit as hard as it does for her when she feels like she needs it most and who's to say there's nothing wrong with like i might eat a cake is there really any difference to Mm -hmm eating a cake versus going and taking somebody telling you how great you are on an app like tweed feed i don't know it's i, <laughs> well, I, I think it's a contemporary sort of dilemma that there is no straight answer to right now there's no straight answer and i think the more important thing you've touched on there is that the times they are changing and i think it's the fact that people are going to get their endorphin rush from wherever it is like mm something people are going to deal with things very differently i'm sure this year alone has seen people have to deal with it in very various different ways it's definitely a conversation worth having for people who may not have thought about it it's funny because what i want to say now is like really keen to get people's perspective on this yeah so leave, leave, <laughs> leave us a comment at podcast yeah. horseman use social media to tell us all the ills of social please media do. <laughs> yeah please do send, us, send us a lot of emojis as well please <laughs> um we'll go back to Mr. Peanut Butter, who is downstairs attempting to make, obviously, Pickles' favourite drink by request. Um, from their Boba Maker, 
<laughs> but the Boba Maker, <laughs> like everything else, is a robot with more questions than answers and asks if uh, he wants to apply whipped cream to the drink. He gets trapped in one long... Uh, because he can't make up his mind. And during that time, um, Diane is trying to uh, leave still and elects to guard the window upstairs, as initially suggested by Bojack. Um, it's at this point that Bojack asks if she's leaving because of him, not leaving the house, but of course leaving to go to Chicago because of him. Uh, she says no, uh, but no time for any more serious talk because Mr. Peanut Butter is back in the room with the drink. He's uh, trying to talk through the whipped cream dilemma out loud, but what he doesn't see, which we do, is that Pickles is in the bath with her headphones on with the music turned up loud. Um, in the meantime, Ruthie <laughs> escapes again. So when Mr. Peanut Butter leaves, Princess Carolyn has to quickly follow. Um, this frees up Bojack and Diane to do the sheets thing together to finally help her escape. But they're back to having their quite serious conversation of their own. Um, Bojack explains how big a deal it was to get his two-month sobriety chip. And not just how big a deal it was to get it, but how big a deal it was for Diane to see it. She is moved by this um genuinely so it would seem she say, she says she sees it and that it's amazing um but again broken up just as they kind of like get into these big moments in this conversation it keeps getting broken up this time it's by pickles getting out of the bath and now they finally have to climb out of the window uh, and balance on a ledge just outside um slightly precariously because mr peanut butter is back um with pickles boba and when she says no whipped cream i hope he reveals he's made two and leaves one on an upturned laundry basket that has appeared behind him. Um, it turns out that's something that Todd is hiding in because when she suddenly changes her mind, uh, Peanut Butter goes to reach for it and it's suddenly disappeared, drink and all. Um, anyway, Peanut Butter and Pickles are the ones now to finally talk with no other distractions. Um, Pickles makes him promise not to lie, uh, which he does. And it results in a lot of brutal truths. It was more than once. Uh, he didn't tell us straight away. It was with Diane. And that last revelation is the one that's too much for Pickles. Um, she calls him, da, 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 a bad dog. Oh. You can see the physical pain that rushes through Mr. Peanut Butter's body having been called a bad dog. Um, the, the mere thought of it is too much for him to take. And she shrieks so loud in the process that she shatters all the glass in the room in all the picture frames and the window that Bojack and Diane are stood near. The glass sort of shoots out into the night sky. And Bojack and Diane have both heard all of this conversation and share more than a couple of awkward glances between the two as now, well... Everybody knows what everybody needs to know. Um, Pickles storms out again, at which point uh, we're updated briefly on Eduardo in the Thunder Room. Uh, he tries not to faint, but when he looks for a sign, he sees two literal ones. One says, don't panic, and the, that points to an arrow, which leads to another arrow that says, drink, pointing mm -hmm. to an almighty drinks cabinet, and he faints again. Poor Eduardo. Um, Mr. Peanut Butter, unwire, uh, meanwhile, unloads on his coin sorter because everything in this house is a fucking robot. Only the coin sorter isn't until we find it getting voiced very obviously uh, by Bojack. Um, Bojack, doing the voice of a coin sorter, whatever the hell that is, tells him to go to her. Um, it's uh, 
joined he's joined by diane who <laughs> decides to be a talking thermostat it's quite nice this because bojack gives him that kind of generic friend advice and then diane can offer very specific advice of what it was like to be the partner of a mr peanut butter trying to make amends so she kind of gives him quite nuanced details in the form of a talking thermostat mr peanut butter buys all of this as completely legit because everything else in his house talks to him um and in the meantime when he leaves bojack and diane are able to crawl into mr peanut butter's room just really quickly diane tells bojack that she needs to know he's going to be okay about the move to chicago um not just needs to know it she needs to hear him say it um, she says she can't leave unless she knows it. He says that's not a friendship. It's a hostage situation. Quite big of that mm. um, piece of shit to come up with a line like that. Um, but he gives her the full green light. Maybe he really is changing. Says he wants to go to Chicago. Says he will be happy. He will be OK. And it's really sweet. It's a really sort of mm. nice moment of accepting where each other are at in their lives and wanting seemingly the best for both there's a moment of genuine affection and even bojack is able to crack the smallest of smiles about diane's well presumed happiness starting again i mean out of all of the things we could have got from this mad episode like this mad very convoluted but excellently executed episode hey eh? i think okay. this moment between this moment between Diane and, and Bojack is is really nice, man. I guess in terms of fooling us all for another time, Michael, that maybe this horse isn't so bad <laughs> after all. You can't say you didn't love watching this. Um, that line oh, yeah. in particular, um, that's not a friendship, that's a hostage situation. It just, I mean, that just kind of epitomises sometimes what, what he's done to so many people. Mm-hmm. So many seasons at this point. Oh, God damn it, Michael, he's done it again, hasn't he? He's done it again. Yes. And you know, an, episode, an episode that isn't about him either, he's managed to do it, which you never see coming, which is is even more impressive, to be told. Um, and how is it that Mr. Peanut Butter is indeed, Michael, a bad dog? Oh, Bojack is a good horse. <laughs> I know. it's it's That um, contrast wasn't lost on me in, in those, yeah. those moments being so close together. Bojack has perhaps never spoken with such clarity of field. Mm. And it's within minutes of Mr. Peanut Butter being called a bad dog. A worst case scenario for Mr. Peanut Butter. Um, yeah, it's interesting as well that because uh, obviously they've all of this conversation has been broken up into tiny chunks. And I wonder how helpful ultimately that was for Bojack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, we're seeing a different side of Bojack in season six. He's a more level headed guy. He's trying. God damn it. He's trying to make sobriety work. But I still feel like he's this impulsive um, ex-jerk, like a guy that has yeah. it in him to yeah. be a dickhead. And yet the conversation being broken up into chunks is almost giving him to time to absorb it bit by bit. So by the time Diane says out loud, I need you to say that you're going to be happy for me, he's had the duration of their time together this evening to kind of come to that conclusion himself. Do we think this is perhaps, I mean, I say this now, and the more I'm thinking about it, it's almost definitely deliberate. Like, this is the writers and the show showing us the importance of time to process, I think, because mm. it's the polar opposite 
to what Pickles is experiencing. She yeah. is getting the direct, immediate, far too fast responses from people to problems they don't fully understand other than dog does bad thing equals bad dog. Like, mm. you know, <laughs> that's, but that we all know that's not, it's not as simple as that in real life, yeah. in relationships. That's not how it works. And hearing a bunch of people wanting to put somebody uh, on the stake and, you know, burn them for being a bad dog, like, is not... <laughs> Is not necessarily what you need to be hearing, is it? You, uh, mm. you need you need nuance, you need structure, and you need time to process. And we get the exact opposite, obviously broken up because of pure farce that's going on. But as you say, Bojack and Diane have this conversation in broken segments, and ultimately each one is something that maybe Bojack takes in piece by piece, and finally at the end can put it all together. And he's had time to think in silence almost for most of mm. it. And actually, just take it in and have some headspace. I don't think that's the, like, uh, an accident. I don't think that we are seeing the two opposites of having a mind that is being forced to be clear and to be focused solely on this one task to another one that is being absolutely bombarded by stimuli and how it can affect you. And I, I, it's just a fascinatingly great job that they've done with it. And I still don't think we have a right or wrong answer here. We have a we have two examples of it. Yeah. I guess it depends where you fall on it, isn't it? I mean, for me personally, I'm going to fall on the Bojack route of taking things in and have time to process, but mm. there are many who may think that wouldn't work for them and it would be the other way, perhaps. I, I think that's an excellent observation as well. And I'd say it's not something I'd particularly picked up when watching, but it's, you know, but they're really good at this. And that's why sometimes when we go through our notes, these things appear in like sort of finally appear realised as I As we're saying them out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's an excellent spot. Um, and speaking of excellent spots, Todd and Princess Carolyn have heard some pops in the balloon room, which leads them to find Ruthie in there. Um, having obviously heard her popping all the balloons, uh, they scoop her up and Princess Carolyn does what we've been expecting all episode, which is to ask Todd formally to be her nanny. Um, Todd accepts the job, but not without absolutely burying Carlotta again. In this case, for a Cameron Diaz voice, for her doing a voice in the same way that Cameron Diaz does a voice in Shrek. So Cameron Diaz took a bullet at the same time as Carlotta and Todd. Um, we're back to Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles, who are much like Bojack and Diane were talking again um, in a more kind of balanced and reasonable manner at this time. It's less dramatic than it's been before. Pickles is saying she doesn't want to be mad at him. She still loves him. She still wants to marry him, but she can't pretend nothing's happened. Um, Mr. Peanut Butter wants her trust and wants, and he kind of, he, talking about saying out loud, he wishes out loud that he could make it even. And they stumble into a, quote, logical outcome um, that she should get to sleep with somebody else, which Peanut Butter seems all right with as a way to at least solve this dilemma they find themselves in now um he's not even contemplated who that might be out loud before she drops in straight away with buzzy her high school boyfriend buzzy um, <laughs> but then having had that train of thought before that's even left the station she realizes that that's not enough because mr peanut butter doesn't know him so it's not the same as it is with her and diane um so she then pictures that maybe she should sleep with more than one person and mentions Tyler from SoulCycle. Uh, <laughs> agree to a brainstorming session to work out the intricacies of this deal. Um, doorbell rings to break up what is 
a moment of reconciliation between the two. I should point that out. Um, and it's Diane pretending like she's just shown up randomly uh, so that she can apologise, apologise and apologise, take full responsibility for the whole thing. And also because she just happens to have left her wallet when she was last at the house about a year ago. Um, it's in this diversionary moment, Bojack leaves with a passed out Eduardo in his arms. Princess Carolyn, Ruthie and Todd just glide past with Todd giving her the bova with whipped cream from earlier on that he's managed to hold on to. And then in a lovely, just wonderful way to tie up the episode, Pickles gets a call from her parents, to which Mr. Peanut Butter excitedly says, fun, put them on speaker. <laughs> and it's with that, we hit the credits, if only we could have seen what followed. Um, hasn't been said yet, so let me be the one to do it, because I certainly injured my wrist taking the notes. A powerhouse of an episode this was. Huge, enormous plot points being addressed, ramifications all over the goddamn shop, um, and yet a sense of resolution that, again, we always like to identify on Bojack Horseman because so often doesn't let you have it. And it tried very hard to do that here, I think. Well, I want to agree with your analysis, but I realise you have you've just missed the mark because this was not a powerhouse of an episode, Michael. This was a robot house of an episode. <laughs> Very good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And as we've seen, another commentary we should point out as well that goes kind of under the radar with everything else. I say it doesn't, it doesn't really go under the radar, but you might not necessarily be drawn to it because that's something they talk like they've given us this commentary on as well in a time where pickles is so focused on how to solve her problems by talking to the pickle pack mr peanut butter is trying to solve all his problems using an automated house robot house <laughs> none of it is human interaction in this this is all well i don't realize they're both dogs at this point that, that it's not <laughs> lost on me yeah. but i mean like none of this is traditional i think that's probably yeah. a better way of putting it we have now got this automated talking house that is solving all of his 
um, short-term immediate problems to try, to try and help him. He's dependent on this house. And Pickles is dependent on the pickle pack. And it, that, that's just a very interesting conversation to be had in there for sure. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, they've turned pure farce into pure excellence once again. And some big moments again in this episode. Uh, the, the resolution of this smoke and gun that has been waiting for us since the mm-hmm. end of season five when Mr. Peanut Butter like panically proposed to Pickles instead of actually just telling her what had happened. And then on top of that, we also get the other side of the sort of split of that marriage. We get Diane, but obviously not a relationship-related thing. But this stuff between her and Bojack, you know, her even going to Pastiches felt like a huge moment. And how cheeky they were to have him not just be... She's turned up with Pastiches. She's even, like, prepared herself before she went in, took a big deep breath. And when she gets there, he's not there. Of course he's not. <laughs> like, because that's not... It's not going to work out the way that you might think in this nice little 20-minute a 30-minute TV show where it's all nice and simple and you've seen the beats before. They have to have a stilted conversation to get anywhere near some sort of resolution. But at the end of this, though, Princess Carolyn and Todd have decided upon the situation that might help them both. Mm -hmm. Uh, Princess, Princess, I was going to call her Princess Diana again. We've been down that road before. (laughs) Diana and Bojack have sort of not rekindled the friendship, but reaffirmed it and... um, Mm. You know, supporting one of those decisions, which the kind of payoff I guess she gets for helping them get there to rehab, which is great. She's actually seeing the change that she's wanted all this time. And then, of course, Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles. All right, maybe not the end solution, uh, but certainly trying to come up with something that's going to work for both parties. I'd say that's quite a positive end to an episode of Bojack Horseman, yeah. dare I say it, after some madness. And is it just worth noting at this point as well that season six is has done this perhaps to illustrate that like it's helping Bojack rehab is rehab is helping these happy endings yeah these happy endings within the episodes speak to what can happen if you do the work which Bojack has been doing rather than like choosing this life of destruction he's trying to stay sober and with sober mind and sound mind we are having these less dramatic disastrous endings for the episodes because his life has finally got a little bit less disaster in it. Almost like you've removed the one character who turns everything that touches to shit, Michael. How are you saying? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Oh, they've set, certainly put a muzzle on him for the time being. <laughs> but yeah, a great episode. A powerhouse, a robot house and all the other houses in between. Speaking of though, mm. all the other in-betweens, should we go and do some of them? Should we go That's and quick. do some horsing around the part of the episode where we go back to the very beginning of it and we talk about all of the hidden meanings behind certain things, the things you might have missed, or indeed the Easter eggs that you'll find within the episode. Um, A lot at the beginning of this episode, as you can imagine, whenever we get anything to do with social media, it always seems to bring along with it lots of little bits and pieces, much like <laughs> last week when it was Diane's Girl Crush page that had lots of different stories and funny tidbits on well let me tell you something brother (laughs) (laughs) i felt like there was too many stimuli for my little mind while i was looking and having to take screenshots of pickles as social media apps so i can't even begin to believe or understand rather what was going through her mind but yes we go back to the very beginning of the episode and we open with pickles at the early doors of her Uzone career, Michael, as you were discussing there. So what I've called these the pages, her, her page, as we get the sort of time jumps between them. So on the okay. first one, you'll notice this is one's called Pickles P. 
perfect cat eye tutorial, of course, because right. it's about cat eyes, Michael. It's great. <laughs> um, she's got a bunch of stuff on her wall in the background that you'll see. Um, there's a couple of different like puns. One of them is Justin Timberwolf, who is, of course, Justin Timberlake, but he's a wolf. Yeah. Also, Bun Direction, who are One Direction, but they're all bunnies, Michael. <laughs> and I can't see the other one. It's it's like a fox head on a person's body with a little, like, almost one of those fake disguises that has a nose and a mustache as well. Mm. Um, and I can't really see what it says, unfortunately. So if anybody's got it, you'll have to let me know because it was all coming from screenshots. But also, you've got the, a bit like last week, we've got the Up Next videos on the sidebar. And Pickles yeah. has also done Goth Eyes tutorials. She's done mm-hmm. a hot pepper challenge, Michael. And she's also <laughs> done My Day at the Hospital. Very good. <laughs> and they were all four days ago. So as you can count, they probably all happened in, in a similar fashion. Maybe the <laughs> day at the hospital has come from eating the hot peppers, Michael. Who knows? <laughs> um, we should also point out that her, uh, Pickles' username is Pickles underscore Pretties 93. And then there's a little advert at the bottom there for one weird tick. And it's just a tick going. His arms are <laughs> shrugging with like a little Holden Caulfield type red hat on. Um, and of course, we should point out this is taking place on Uzone, as you pointed out, a parody of YouTube. So we go from there to the next page of that. And we get, once again, Pickles is back at it. She's doing smoky eyes without tears this time, Michael. That's the name of her video. Uh, the posters <laughs> in the background have changed and they are like a little bit more because we are now in the year 2014. They're a little bit more topical. It was 2013 in the last one. One year later, we've got Iguana Azalea instead of Iggy Azalea on her yes. wall. But there is another one that is all about that bass, Michael, not bass. And it's, <laughs> nice. it's Megan, Megan Trainer with two with two bass people outside her dancing next to our brilliant stuff. Advert <laughs> at the bottom of this one reads check out this clickbait and it's a picture of a person who is obviously bait as in fish bait who's just sitting <laughs> there in a jumper saying hey check out this bait and there's an arrow pointing towards it and the up next videos of course are different once again one of them says lolol sellotape challenge one of them says, <laughs> one of them says food or face mask and pickles is wearing a dressing gown the towel and two cucumbers over her eyes that she's trying to lick and the last one says Opening a box. <laughs> no specification what might be inside, but there you go. She's opening it nonetheless. Then we advance to Face Feed. So we've got page one of Face Feed. Her uh, username is Pickles of Plenty 93 on this one. The About Me reads What's up, squad? I'm just a chill pug here to keep it real and spill some tea. Yes, it's lit, fam. No haters. <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what we were talking about in terms of the internet speak that's kind of littered across her day-to-day life. There's a picture of her standing next to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. There's a little picture of her with a blonde bob wig on. Um, there's also a picture of her taking a picture of herself and a picture of her with latte art. It's like a little coffee she's taking a picture of. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the other side of this, you can see we've got a little advert at the bottom that says, how to tell if your man is a cheater, which is ironic really, isn't it? And then... Mm-hmm. But, but of course, in this picture, it's an actual cheetah man who is pulling his collar nervously as he's got <laughs> lipstick marks on the side of his cheek. Uh, you'll also see she has a 233 followers at this time, 87 real-time viewers, 526 unique clicks, 
she's trendsetter 33 and she has 103 super fans. And in the top, top corner, you'll notice she has a list of friends. And along with a bunch of others, we've got uh, Ilana Smith, one of the Ilanas. We've got Gary Boltz. We've got Jake Winkles. Uh, who's So there's a cat person and a dog person. We've got Luna Sven. We've got Laura Paris. And we've got Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks suspiciously like Tom. Um, was it Tom from MySpace or Tom from... My, I was... When you said yeah. Tom, I wondered if that's my space Tom that's looking for something new. Do you know he's like sort of half looking that way? Yeah. Picture. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think that's what it's meant to be. Um, yeah, we go from there though across to the next page uh, of that same thing. We jump a little, ahead, little bit ahead in time. As you can see, all of those bits at the side have gone up. Here, followers, real-time viewers, unique clicks, trends, set that, super fans, etc. Um she, the the user, the about me, sorry, is still the same. A few different pictures at the bottom there of her that obviously time's changed. Uh, she's got a few more of her walking down the street. She's on the phone. There's also a picture of her with Ilana Smith. But then if you look across to the corner where her friends list is, we notice, Michael, Ilana Benson has creeped into her friends list here um, mm. amongst others. One of them's gone out. One of them's been dropped out. In fact, it's Tom has been dropped out the list and Ilana Benson has gone into that top six friend list that is showing on her page. And then at the very bottom, there's also another advert called You Undies. And then it just says, because you clicked on a link once. <laughs> 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 and how many times does that happen to us when you've gone on looking yeah. for certain something and you spend the rest of your year getting advice on where you can get <laughs> the next ones? We also get on the next page, uh, her face feed. She's changed the profile picture this time. She was in the previous one with the sunglasses and a drink in her mouth. On this one, she's doing the peace sign. She's got her tongue out, Michael. It's all a bit fun. Um, still the same about, about me page, still the same uh, handle. Um, you can see the pictures again in the corner, the bottom corner. That's similar to the ones from previous ones. Um, again, friends list. You can see Alana Benson is slowly making her way up the friends list. She's up to the fourth mm -hmm. spot now. She's chasing down Alana Smith. Um, no more new additions in there. And at the bottom, you also get another. <laughs> I mean, these adverts are so spot on. They're, they're, it's eerie how good they are. Uh, the advert is, dermatologists hate her. She is 137. She looks 42. And it's this turtle woman <laughs> whose <laughs> local librarian shares her secret. <laughs> God damn it, man. We've all seen them. Um, <laughs> we all go to the, I think it's the fourth and final page of her face feed. And again, a few updates here. Still the same pictures on the left-hand side. But on the right-hand side, You'll see now Alana Benson has made it all the way to the second spot on the friends list. And on top of that, Michael, Alana Smith's uh, friend icon has actually changed. She's now looking at Alana Benson with a very disgruntled look <laughs> on her face. This is a very cute Brilliant. gag in, in, in itself. Um, and you'll so notice. Just, so just to say there, by the way, which I had no clue that these featured in the comments. Yeah. They've become, they've become real life friends. So yes. they're in, again, evidence that there can be a semblance of reality to the people this goes back to yeah. what we we're talking about before isn't it yeah you can it's manifest what is online. It, it can yeah. it can become in real life mm. if those relationships are strong enough i guess and um, you will notice though just I'll, i thought i'd bring it up now because i didn't want to keep doing it each time but at this point her followers has gone up significantly her real-time viewers have crept up her unique clicks have really gone up and to a point where the bar actually says on fire <laughs> and then there's also <laughs> Uh, a trendsetter and super fan bars have also gone up in the very bottom. Another one of those classic adverts. It says, 72 characters who aged. <laughs> 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 I 
with it with a uh, side by side of the young actor and then looking a bit older it's a little goat person who's now got longer horns and a longer billy goat gruff at the bottom there <laughs> wonderful stuff this people got all that who would have anticipated that happening <laughs> then you see what i mean i told you that well, this is the beginning of the episode we're still there we go across the zone face next <laughs> good lord at pickles of plenty is her handle this time on the new uh, social media app. This is when she's first met Mr. Peanut Butter at Elephant Air, and things are going on the right way. Uh, you'll notice at the bottom, she now has a, a collection of pickle pack members, Michael, uh, who mm-hmm. don't have the names on, but you will see the top two once again are the both Alanas, only Alana, who's the dog Alana, has now made it to the number one slot, and the other Alana <laughs> is in at number two. We see some new faces in there, but nothing, no names to go with them. On the side of this bar, though, Michael, we have now the new uh, gauges for how well she's doing. Um, so on the side bars, we have on fleek, 86%. Fake, <laughs> fake realness, 71%. Realness, 63%. Litness, 75%. Coolness, 88%. Fitness, 59%. And witness, 91%. <laughs> And then that even next to that, Michael, there's a pie chart that goes with it <laughs> that is broken up into frenemies, fans, fans, stands, and super fans. So you make <laughs> out what you will, but the biggest slice of the pie you'll see is frenemies, and the smallest slice is stands, because that is the way the world works. There's also a comment section at the bottom of this one. I'll just read you a few the ones you can actually see on here. Yeah, there's one, honeypork underscore says, amazing. Piranha loves kill. 55 says, come to Brazil. Jar, jar, jar. <laughs> There's also one that says, doggy love 0223. Show us your feet. <laughs> Another one that says, meow, meow, like I guess Maureen, meow, reen underscore cool. That just says, nice. Creepy human 122 says, hello, I like dogs. There's also lovely kitty who says, Love your makeup with a smiley face. Lamb Awesome, who says, love to watch, lol. And Sugar Seven Amanda, who says, amazing, with about <laughs> eight Gs at the end of amazing. <laughs> and at the bottom there, another scale that just says, hot. I guess people are interested and engaged in what she says. And at the very, very bottom, you'll see, there's another advert that says, minimizes wrinkles in seconds. And it's a face cream on one of those dogs that has really like a droopy face. <laughs> and the face, the face cream is called Bordeaux from Paris. <laughs> Amazing stuff. This also just want to point out that the I, the emoji icons you can click on here are also quite telling. The positive ones: there's a flame, a set of lips, a heart, a smiley face, and a thumbs up. And the negative ones: there's a thumbs down, a sad face, like a, a exasperated um, blue face. And then there's an angry face. And at the very bottom, there's a knife. So that's good. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Zone Face. <laughs> uh, we go to our second Zone Face page. Sorry, I realise these are long, but of course, they are yeah. in detail. I can't. It can't be helped. I didn't make the rules. Yep. Tweet Raphael Bob Waxberg and ask him instead. <laughs> um, most of the stuff is the same. The friend, the Pickle Pack members is the same. The... Uh, the icon, her face, face icon, the handle is the same. We do see, though, the unfleekness, the fake realness, the real realness, the litness, the coolness, the fitness, the witness, all that good stuff. It's all still there. So is the pie chart that we mentioned earlier. A few more comments, though, on this one. Um, there's one that says, Foxhound42, you look fab. Slimmy Sammy, 
9223 says, love your channel so much. Wah! There's also Cyber Robert who says, love, exclamation mark. Cuddle underscore bear 2010 says, pick a love. There's also <laughs> ZZ flying fly fly Z, Z who says, so cute, lol. There's also mindless underscore bobcat XOXO says, wow, DJ Sailboat says, follow DJ Sailboat, lol. There's also <laughs> Silver Jaguar that says, freaking cute. And then there's also Emoji Fant who says, me bored. But you will notice that her level of hotness has gone up on that little sidebar there. It's now mm. orange instead of yellow. She's getting hot eye in the comments, I guess, Michael. And yeah, there's also another advert at the bottom that says, switch to laser and toss the razor. And then it's Sphinxer, Sphinxer, and it's like a, a Sphinx cat with the thumbs up, completely hairless. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, this. And also, it is worthwhile doing all of this because you will find a little gem like this. There's a comment that Mr. Peanut Butter gets because this is when Pickles is showing them around Mr. Peanut Butter's house and he's, he's kind of showing everybody where everything is. There's a comment that says it's for, it's a love heart for Mr. as obviously for Mr. Peanut Butter. And it comes from Michael, a user called Queef Burglar 69, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which to the untrained ear or eye might just sound like something daft. I mean, spoiler alert, it is still something daft. But yeah. Queef Burglar 69, Michael, has returned. This is not the first time we've heard from Queef Burglar 69. They were last seen or heard, I should say, in season two during the episode where we get the the actual episode of Hollywood stars and celebrities, what did they know, did they know things, let's find out, where mm-hmm. Wanda is doing the second screen app experience and um, when being asked, when Bojack's asking her how they're doing, she says, they say you're the worst, especially Queef Burglar 69. Wow. He is their leader, he says. And that is a callback all the way back to that oh, season. Oh, incredible. Queef Good Burglar spot. 69 returns for one last little jump in, I guess, because <laughs> that's the way the internet works, Michael. Queef Burglar makes me think of Noob Master 69 for anybody who watches or has watched <laughs> the Avengers films. I realise that's gone straight over Michael's head. So let's that's move cool. on to the next social media thing. We're nearly there. Three more to go on the social medias, and then we might actually get into the episode properly after this. <laughs> we move to the, the famous, Michael, Tweed feed after this, which is, again... Even more complicated now. <laughs> the Pickle Pack is the name of this now. It's just the whole thing is now just the Pickle Pack on Tweet okay. You can see the comments down there that says, Anonymous 88, wow, Fluffy Rabbit 5151 says, OMG. <laughs> and you see, Llama from Alabama says, love your smoky eyes. <laughs> Skittle Beetle 1911 says, cute lady. Walrus War What says, cute OOTD. With a love heart in the uh, backwards arrow on the three. There's also underscore beautiful underscore blobfish who says. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Alicia loves erotica that says love. There's also waiting for the one who says I need a boyfriend. There's also swag swan fifty five <laughs> who says cool dude. <laughs> and there's also honey hog hug who says. He's so sweet. Oh, my God. I presume while talking about Mr. Peanut Butter in the background. And there's also what looks to be Chin Chili 2011, who says, love this. And as you look around, you'll see different bars like 
influencer and influence e that are next to each other, cute and cuter that are next to each other. I think the idea is it just gets stupider by the minute as we mm. go through these apps. Realness, likability, goddess and hotness are all other measuring sticks we seem to have now. The pie chart from earlier is still there, although there's now a secondary pie chart, Michael, that says TLDRs, as in too long, didn't read. Uh, there's MFWs, there's TILs, and there's IMHOs. So I'm guessing it's, in my humble opinions, um, TIL, today I learns, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the MFWs, something for the win, Mr. For the win, I guess. Oh, Mr. Really, yeah. All these abbreviations. That's just my interpretation. If you've got a better one, tell me at Podcast Horseman. And get in touch with us on our social media experience. <laughs> is, is MFW um, my face when? So it's like that feeling, when, that feeling well. when, but my face uh, when, yes, or my, my feelings when. when. No, like you, you're absolutely spot on. Look, you might be old, but you've actually won the day there. So well done. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, but also across the thing, you'll see those emojis I mentioned earlier, like the fire, the lips, the heart, the smiley face, and all the negative ones. There's like 2,374 fires. There's 3,577 kisses, 5,565 hearts, 6,546 smiles, 42,645 likes, 199 dislikes, 235 sad faces, 456 exasperated faces, 78 angry faces, and finally, Michael, there is nine knives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I wish I was finished, but right at the bottom, there's another pie, another pie chart that says, sponsored, shared, slay, and thirst. <laughs> oh, fair play. Sweet Christmas. I wish it was over. There's still two to go on this page, Michael, so okay. don't get too carried away. Um, I'll quickly try and run through these. Everything's the same, apart from the comments section. I'll just quickly do that. Moonica 54 Moonica 544 says amazing. 33 Hush Puppy 33 says love watching your channel. Uh, you Dingo 0617 says nice. Ghost <laughs> Not Writer 22304 says cute. Couscous Moose says it's like a smiling thing with shut up, I'm moving on. It says <laughs> there's also another one from Not Angry 98 Angler Fish says fabulous. <laughs> Susie Kate says, I like this. Cuddly Bear 2010 says, YOLO. Kale Lover XOX says, I love movies. Eggplant 0915 <laughs> says, you look cute today. And something in 9 euro says, hey girl. And that's, that's about it. Everything else is where it was. Our hotness, goddess, and likability levels have gone up. Our cuteness, our cuter levels have gone up. Our influency and influencer levels have gone up. God damn it, Michael, I hate this. And finally, <laughs> finally, we get to the shot of her where she's crying just before we get to the opening credits. Jesus Christ, let's get there. And she's obviously very sad. All of our, all of our other stuff is still there. I'm not doing it again. It's all still there. And the comments are as follows. 12 Pink Berry 12 says, why? With a bunch of question marks and exclamation marks. Sophia 1234XOXO says, no, what? And Helen0095 underscore cute says, question mark, exclamation mark. Curious Georgie 357 says, what, why, how? 33 Hush Puppy 33 says, what happened? Cuddle Bear 2010 says, what? Mindless Bobcat Wow Wow says, wow. <laughs> Waiting for the one says, thank God I'm still single. <laughs> 
who had previously said, I really need a boyfriend. Uh, Miss Whale 433 says, I'm so confused. Lovely Kitty says, don't cry, girl, with loads of sad faces. And something not goose says, wedding, question mark. <laughs> and that is the end of that. Good God, don't applaud this. It no, well done. God damn it. God damn it. Hard yards there. Sorry, everyone. We've made it. There's 20 minutes of your life you're never getting back. But you wanted it. <laughs> you asked for horses around, you bloody got it. Anyway, we do the opening credits. Thank God there's no changes in that. We go to Pastiches, where Diane turns up in the exterior in her car to see Bojack. She's got a U-Haul trailer attached to the back of her car. And on it, there is an advert, Michael, for Venture Across Ventura. It says, did you know, each summer, thousands of cheetahs flock to the Ventura Harbour for skating and mating rituals. What drives one of California's largest concentrations of cut to roll on mass? Learn more at our website. And then it gives you this one at the bottom. You can't yeah. see it, though. Slightly obscured. And there's a picture of a cheetah on roller skates or something. Nice. The side of it. Lovely stuff. All very nice. We go to Mr. Peanut Butter's house. And as you mentioned, we have the party. It's the guest surprise wedding. The list is long, but all of the people who are there have a reference in some way, shape or form. The most notable ones do anyway. And we can see Pinky Penguin, of course, who we know as the man from Penguin. Pinky Penguin from Penguin Publishers. That'll do close enough. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Oxnard, of course, who is the accountant for Todd and Peanut Butter's business ventures. Uh, we get J.D. Salinger, who turns up. He's just in the background. Uh, of course, work with Mr. Peanut Butter on Hollywood stars and celebrities. What did they know? There's nothing. Let's find out. We also get Virgil Van Cleef, who was the man who... Uh, critiqued Todd's rock opera, if yeah. you recall. Um, space opera, rock opera, space rock opera, whatever it was. Um, there's also Captain Peanut Butter and his wife. We've never met his wife before, but we know Captain Peanut Butter, of course, as the brother of Mr. Peanut Butter. Greg, the I'm just Greg, a guy Mr. Peanut Butter <laughs> met at a gas station once guy. <laughs> He's there as well. And he, and he sucks too. And he sucks too. We also get Pickles, Pickles' mom and dad, who are Demi and Franco aplenty. Uh, and we also get Pickles' two best friends, Lan, Ilana and Ilana. And, of course, who could forget Michael? Eduardo, the fainting goat person, who brilliantly, of course, <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, once he's been scared into um, having a toast about not ever having a drink again by Captain Peanut Butter, ends up fainting, of course, because he's terrified of drinking and will be seen at a later part of this episode frozen with his legs in the air in fear as <laughs> he lies on the floor in the background. Amazingness. Um, anyway, later on, we go um, to in Mr. Peanutbutter's house. We get the surprise attempt where he and uh, Pickles come through the door and Todd blurts out, oh, surprise, just as Mr. Peanutbutter shouting, I cheated on you, to Pickles. Um, as I mentioned, the banner drops down from above. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Peanutbutter, with a sort of painting of both of their faces on it. Um, so it seems like Todd didn't use the same sign place that Mr. Peanut Butter did, because this no. was at least correct this time, even if the timing of it was incorrect, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, I've just mentioned here various different guests who are blatantly hiding around the house. It's excellently funny, this. Like, just a couple, I won't spoil them all, but like Virgil van Cleef is a coat rack because he's got the horns. He's, like <laughs> a, he's a moose or something, isn't he? And he's got, like, the two horns. Peanut Butter ends up hanging his jacket on one of the horns. Oxnard is blatantly hiding behind a plant. J.D. Salinger is blatantly hiding behind a dining table chair, etc., etc. They are all farcically ridiculous, but you'll have more fun watching them than you will having me list them all at you, like some social media apps or something. A <laughs> um, little quick quote from Mr. Peanut Butter here that did 
tickle me even if the subject matter is quite dark. He said, it was the worst mistake of my life. And I once played Twister with Brian Singer at Kevin Spacey's party for Andy Dick's early parole, <laughs> which obviously in the year 2021 or whatever we're now, probably wouldn't have aged very well, given that every single one of these has been accused of horrid wrongdoings in the world of Hollywood. The bad men of Hollywood who have abused their power repeatedly. Let's move on from them. Pieces of sh- shall we? Um, yes, please. We go, we go across to Pickles, though who, of course, as you might have got a little gist of earlier, says to Mr. Peanut Butter when he drops this bad news, are you the time I went to see Lady Gaga in concert and she didn't sing Paparazzi? Because I am hurt and I'm confused and I am angry and nobody told me there was going to be an encore, so I just went home. (laughs) (laughs) There's also um, a brilliant bit where the, you know, we mentioned these ridiculous um, hiding gags that are going on. The The Captain Peanut Butter and Captain Peanut Butter's wife in the picture frames is brilliant like literally moving up and down. Um, but also there's a chameleon guest who is like blends into the wall and then has to unblend when they need to move and quickly run down the wall. Oh, to that's get away really from good. Really, really, really good. great stuff. Um, and then when Pickles is talking about, it's <laughs> particularly funny, this Pickles is talking about the pickle pack and how important they are to her. I mean, this really, it's too, it's too close to the bone, this. She says, about, about how important they are and how she loves talking to them all the time. She says, and when my grandma Piccolino died, Sticky Vicky was the first person to say, LMAO, sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> God, God, this is such a very specific, weird thing that happens on the internet, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, people posting about their losses and getting thousands of likes and you're like, <laughs> how does this work? Oh, God, no, it's quickly, let's move on to peanut butter and pickles' bedroom, Michael. There's a bed cushion on the bed that says, sit, stay, sleep. <laughs> because obviously, the dogs, Michael, there's two of them. That's great stuff. There's a framed poster on the wall that you may notice as a poster for Hollywood stars and celebrities. What did they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. There's also uh, a picture of peanut butter and pickles on the wall. They're just in costume. Peanut butter as in like a cowboy outfit. She's in like a cabaret outfit mm-hmm. type deal. It's wonderful stuff. They just did some nice stuff together and took a picture. Yeah. In costume, lovely stuff. But then we get a little bit of a um, a little bit of a callback from Bojack to uh, the very first episode of this season. Of course, as you kind of mentioned, he says to uh, Diane, "Look, I never thought this would have so much practical application in my life, but you could tie some of these sheets together and make a rope." Obviously, a lesson he learned in an episode of Horsing Around, but he used it to help Jameson escape out of the um, I was going to call it the asylum. There. He's not an asylum, out of pastiches. And now he's going to use it to help Diane get out of Peanut Butter's house. He's finding lots of escape which for other people, is all I'm trying to say. Mm. Yeah, Michael, not like Bojack. There's something in that, isn't there? Um, yeah. Go to a quick shot, though, of Pickles' tweed feed once again, Michael. It's on her phone. Um, and you can see the quick reactions that have happened to her. Um, all the bars around the outside, like her influencer level has gone down drastically. Her realness level has gone down. The goddess level has dropped down, as has likability as has cute and cuter. So these are all the real-time reactions to what's going on when she's pulled the hood up over her head and she's crying her eyes out. There's a big, big comment at the bottom. What happened and what? Coming from various different users. I'm not going down that rabbit hole again. Um, (laughs) And then the thing they start to incorporate in the episode, as Pickles is walking around, we get the sort of um, comment bubbles start to pop up in the scene as opposed to us looking at the telephone. They are popping out the side of her head while she's reading them. There's a bunch of them that come through during this time period. There's one that says, all the feels from Coco Terra 18. There's one that says, he's a snake and a dog. He's a snake dog. 
That's from Olive, <laughs> Olive, Olive. Um, there's one that says, you're low-key, even prettier when you cry from X, Dr. Madness X, which is the one that we mentioned earlier that sort of stops her from being upset. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Not even. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. She starts doing all this. Another comment, a sexy sloth 6969 says, <laughs> you, you should do makeup tutorials like you used to. And then when we see Bojack and Diane who are lying underneath their bed, you will see that they are surrounded by a bunch of dog chews and toys and frisbees and tennis balls because obviously it's the under part of the bed of two dogs. Uh, do you get it, Michael? Do you get it yet? The dogs. I get it. <laughs> we go, we, I get it, all right. We go to the living room downstairs and uh, Todd says to Princess Carolyn after she's kicking off about the fact that she keeps losing nannies because Todd has been scaring them off. Todd says, well, I wouldn't have to monitor them so closely if you hadn't hired a bunch of quacks. And as he says this, people are coming downstairs. So Princess Carolyn says, oh, duck. And they both jump over <laughs> the top of the settee, which she has mentioned, of course, isn't high enough for them to hide. But of course, quacks and ducks, you see the joke. Also, yeah. little not Mr. Peanut Butter, who's eating ice cream from a little tub. But it's not just ice cream, Michael. It's kibble and cream. That <laughs> 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 was quite pleasant as he stuffs his little face. Now, one of my favourite um, bits from the Horse and Round segment is when we go into the bedroom closet. Um, you'll see a few bits in here. Uh, of, of It's like the walk-in closet of Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles. There's photos of Mr. Peanut Butter, including a caricature, a boardwalk caricature of him that's been drawn, where he's skateboarding and playing tennis, which is quite interesting and specific. Um, they've got matching luggage uh, between the two, like matching style of luggage with this little dog bone on the side in the two different shades of blue. Um and then you'll see a bunch of peanut butters and pickles outfits on either side of the closet from previous episodes. So on the right-hand side is all of Mr. Peanut Butter stuff. And you can see his normal outfit. There's like five grey neck T-shirts there. There's also on one of the shelves a head cone, which is a reference to the beginning of season two, where he starts the episode with a head uh, cone yeah. on. After he gets, I can't remember if he has an operation or something, he has to, he's not allowed to scratch, essentially, the big yeah. gag is. You'll also see a bunch of spaghetti strainers, of course, from season three, where he bought all the spaghetti strainers and went and saved the day uh, in that season. That's his skiing outfit there from season four, where he challenges Woodchuck to ski with. <laughs> um, his swan Dutch cap, which, of course, the, uh, the take on a Von yeah. Dutch cap that you've seen in the flashbacks from the, uh, the early days of Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, I think it was when he was still going out with Jessica Biel, still married to her. Mm. Um, there's also his Hollywood stars and celebrity suit, the pink suit with the stars on it and all that stuff. Um, there's also his cloud pyjamas that you've seen him wear before and something I've never noticed before, but he must have been wearing them previously. Instead of having like animal slippers like we would have, he's got human slippers. Oh, very good. I like human faces on in an inverted <laughs> gag. You can also briefly see uh, the green uniform, like the Starbucks apron. Now, obviously, he didn't ever work in actual Starbucks, but if you recall correctly, uh, for, was it for Diane's birthday, her 30th, mm. 35th birthday? He made yeah. her a room that was essentially... Uh, her own very own Starbucks room and he put the apron on so they put that in there as well there's also uh, the shirt uh, the shirt that he wears from Mr Peanut Butter's house you know that like navy blue one with the multicolored dashes on it which yeah. is very specific and then also his tuxedo t-shirt which you've seen him wear before that like black t-shirt with the tuxedo printed on it on Pickles' side, you can just see if, just a couple, because obviously we, do, we haven't known Pickles as long, Michael, but we mm. can see her normal outfit that she usually wears. There's also um, her waitress uniform for Elefante. There's the dress that she wore for the film-up premiere. And then there's also her tweed feed Halloween costume, you can see, tucked away in there, with a couple of mm. others, but I didn't know the others. I wasn't sure. I guess maybe 
we weren't supposed to do, perhaps because mm. she is a fairly new character. If you do know them, though, at Podcast Horseman, let us know. Um, what else have we got? We go back to uh, Pickles' Tweed feed. And again, the, the comments have been popping up while she's been in the closet um, doing various different bits. They keep coming throughout the episode. One of them says, you're amazing, from Lisa. From Lisa Newcar 43. Another one that says, he's, he's cancelled from OK to Cry. There's one that says, lol, check out my web series. Link is in the bio from See Less Butts. <laughs> There's also one, Michael, from yes, it says yes, full stop, leave, full stop, from an account suspiciously called D Nguyen 80, <laughs> which is obviously <laughs> Bojack messaging off Diane's phone to try and get her to leave. There's also one that says room service girl from Gucci underscore P, which I wonder, is it maybe a reference to eighth grade? Is it eighth grade? Um, ah, film, yeah. Where she does the little Gucci before every yeah. record. I wondered if maybe that was a little wink and a nod to that. I could be wrong. Um, but you never know. It seems like it makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another one who says, two words, spa. <laughs> <laughs> From someone suspiciously might have called Salmon underscore R76. <laughs> <laughs> the Salmon Rusty. <laughs> I highly doubt it. There's also, did I just see a cat? Question mark. From Sharon Stone. <laughs> and that's, Happens as Princess Carolyn jumps from one side of the closet yeah. to the other. Um, and I just to point out how ridiculous this whole thing is, of course, when Pickles is sort of trying to pick outfits and stuff and not realising that people are actually there, as you pointed out, she literally grabs hold of one of Diane's actual sleeves and pulls Diane, lets her take the sleeve off to a certain point, and then she changes her mind and puts it away. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Once again, though, you see the uh, Tweed feed comments start to pop up once again. We get one that says, kick his dirty ass out from Tith Lady 885. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tith Lady 885 who says, kick his dirty ass out. There's also another one from ne- Thank You Next is the comment from Ariana Venti. You get it? Instead no, of Ariana Ariana I did laugh at that one the most. There's also another one who is a bit of a recurring theme. You might remember this from earlier in the episode. Come to Brazil, Jar Jar. Um, <laughs> and it's from Cachuro, I think it is. Cachuro. There's also one that, again, it says, show us your feet from Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Princess. <laughs> oh, oh. Yep, I'll let you read that how you will. There's another one that says, when I get confused, I like to take a hot bath. And that is, of course, from T underscore Chavez, which is Todd, who stupidly brings her into the bathroom where he's waiting. Speaking of the bathroom, we go in there. We're nearly done. There's a few left. Uh, in the bathroom, as a just a few observations. They've got a tennis ball-shaped hand soap dispenser. Because, <laughs> of course, they have. They've also got some art on the wall, which is a dog person with his eyes shut intensely. Like, there's a moment of passion going on here with his mouth open as someone is just spraying a hose in their mouth. <laughs> a real moment going on here um, and there's also the music that Pickles has listened to in the bath for anybody who'd like to know I just had to check it out to see if it was an actually a track and it turns out it is it's not just something they made it's a real track called Don't Try by the band the band or the artist Extreme Music so there you go Okay. Um, and it's like blaring in that ear as she has that real emotional mm. moment and finally we go to the bedroom last but not least and uh Pickles, who says to Mr. Peanut Butter, after learning that it was Diane all along and all of the harshness of it, not Diane from the shop, Michael, Diane, his ex-wife. God, this this really cut like a knife. 
just saying, you are a bad dog. And Mr. Peanut Butter's reaction, he is absolutely mortified. He's begging, no, 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 please, no. No, 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 no. He's absolutely destroyed by the one phrase that he never wants to hear in his whole entire life. Oh, good grief, Michael. That's it. That's all of them. That's all the horsing around. Sorry that one was a little bit long. But this is what happens, you see, when you've got multiple stimuli firing off at once that are trying to take over your brain from social media. That's too much for any one person to take in. In real life, never mind write bloody notes about for podcast horsemen. Even if it's just for tiny things online, the devil's in the detail. The devil I is in the appreciate detail. that. That's what I've heard from wise people indeed. But speaking of details, we might just have time for one last thing, and then I swear to God we'll shut up about this podcast forever. Christ knows it better be short. <laughs> <laughs> mine Would you let it go for a second. I'll go first because mine is short. Um, it was just one line that I left out the recap that I really appreciated. We talked a lot about um, Diane and Bojack opening a lot of things and then also finding a lot of closure together. And it was really quite sweet between them. Mm. But uh, the last words that Bojack utters to Diane before she has to break the news to him about Chicago, and it's all fragmented, blah, blah, blah. But literally, the last line he says before everything changes about their relationship forever is, and I quote, don't ever leave my side again. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Bojack's first missive upon seeing Diane for the first time in a while, and obviously everything that had happened in the party and so on and so on. And that would be all he would get to say to her before she got out everything that she intended to say to him. Before she told him the exact opposite was about to happen. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) See you later. I'm going to Chicago. Well, yeah, brilliant stuff. This, Of course, of course, put that in because there's a before and after of everything. And before the surprise, things might have been all right. And afterwards, he's had had to come to terms with it. And I think he seems like he's doing all right, though. He's doing all right. Fingers crossed. Hooves crossed, whatever else we need to cross. <laughs> but funny enough, Michael, we're staying with Bojack. It's another thing that's come out of Bojack's mouth that has brought us my one last thing for this week. There may be some, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of reaching, a little bit of stretching going on here. That's okay. That's what we like to do sometimes. We try mm-hmm. to push the boundaries and see what we can come up with. I'm giving them all the credit in the world, yeah, and you'll see why in a moment. But... As Bojack does not say to Diane, but moments before that says to Captain Peanut Butter, which is also brilliant in its own way. The second time he's ended up finding himself back in a conversation with Captain Peanut Butter, who's obviously being rather dour and talking about lots of sad things and what he likes to mm-hmm. think about that makes him sad. Bojack says, how are we back in a conversation? It's like I'm trying to canoe out to sea, but the current just keeps washing me back to the same shallow backwater. Now, that in itself is a pretty good quote. Not in that in the context at all, it's a bit of a joke, but it's very specific sounding, isn't it? That that's a yeah. very specific phrasing, I think that one is. Now, in the last episode where Diane went to the Chicago Art Institute, she went and met Isabel, didn't she? The eye patch lady who'd been chasing her white whale all this time, Michael. And she yes. made a reference to the great Gatsby, didn't she? And said mm-hmm. something about that that you could say a white whale is my Green light at the end of the whatever she yeah. said. Um, and then chastised Diane for not reading the book. This line that Bojack says about, it's like I'm trying to canoe out to sea, but the current just keeps washing me back to the same shallow backwater. 
Stop me if you've heard this one before, Michael, but it sounds very familiar to, and spoilers if you've never read The Great Gatsby, but, you know, I've warned you now, you can turn off if you want. Uh, the closing line of The Great Gatsby book, which is, and so we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. Which, yeah. to me, sounds like it could be a tie-in there, you know? Because what we're seeing... We know they can't go back to the same old way that they were, which also mm. ends up being exactly what Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles probably can't do. They can't just go back to the way things were. Diane and Bojack can't just go back to the way things were, but they are always finding themselves ending up coming back. Just a little observation there. No, that we, yeah. That, that sort of popped out of the part of it. And I will be honest, may or may not have been influenced by some further reading, but that's one that I quite like the, the idea of. And it would, of course, be the second Gatsby reference that we've had in two episodes and it just feels maybe poignant we assume the second what if there's been more maybe there's been and what more. if there is a running theme as an undercurrent in, in like season six it's something to kind of keep our eyes and ears peeled for for the rest of it now and then Indeed. if we do spot one per episode we're gonna have to go back and find the other ones we missed. yeah well one of us is <laughs> it's probably not gonna be you is it <laughs> <laughs> but those are our one last things for this week's episode, which means that's pretty much it. We've run a little mm-hmm. bit longer than usual for this one, but that's okay because this show demands it at times. So we do still have time though to plug the podcast that you either love, hate, or are completely indifferent to. But you're here, which is all that matters, I guess. And you're talking yourself, horse, about everyone's favourite talking horse. You can follow this podcast on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast Horseman. You can also follow either of your hosts on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow me at It's Adam Nicholas, or you can follow Michael Hamlet. At Michael Hamflet, you can follow this podcast on iTunes, where we'd love you to follow or subscribe, depending on what version it is you have, on Spotify, where you can follow there, um, on every major podcast app and streaming service, including Amazon Music, where you can get it through their service as well, however it is they do tunes, I don't know. as well as on Acast, where every Friday through the app podcast, Horseman Twitter feed, you can see the Acast link where you can stream or subscribe on any of those where you can leave five-star reviews. We would love it if you would. Um, Every podcast you've ever listened to has begged for it, including this one, over five seasons. And we're not going to be here for much longer, so try and get yourself read out if you can. Um, Leave us a five-star review with something nasty or nice in the text box. We'll read it out, and you will get yourself a star on our Hollywood Talk of Fame, which is exactly what 07 has done. And let me just say, when I'm weak, I draw strength from you. Because while we have gone long tonight, this one is pleasingly short. Thank you, 07, for your feedback. It simply says, love it. If you're not ready to accept Bojack Horseman is over, this is the podcast for you. Short, sweet, succinct, but we're very grateful for it all the same, and indeed for those five stars. Zero seven, a star on the Hollywood Talk of Fame, will be winging its way to you over our social media accounts very soon. And who knows, your hitness, litness, and hotness ratings <laughs> might go up in the process if you share it with all your followers. Indeed, they might well do. I have to say, there's something that's completely broken my brain now about asking people to follow this podcast. <laughs> After that, do whatever you want, and if it makes you feel good, Great. I'm happy for that. If you don't want to follow this podcast, unfollow this podcast if you want. If it makes you feel better, that's fine. <laughs> Do whatever you want. And if it makes you feel good, what a fact. I wish that was our message in the beginning. That's so nailed on. <laughs> well, Do we whatever do you want. Uh, do whatever you want. We should, we should set up a Patreon, like for the <laughs> last ever episode only, and say, We set up a Patreon, don't donate. Anyway, this has been done. <laughs> and that was us. Yeah.
And you know what it is? We're probably never getting as many donations in our life on that <laughs> one after that. But a bit like what we're trying to describe there, the title of the next episode, you could probably apply to that too because we move over to Netflix for the synopsis for next week's episode. It'll be season six, episode five. A little uneven is all. <laughs> it's the name <laughs> of the episode. And it the synopsis, rather, is as follows. Dr. Champ tells Bojack it's time to leave rehab. Mr. Peanut Butter's reputation takes a hit. In Chicago, Diane wrestles with writer's block. And that sounds like three storylines to me, Michael, that we're going to get a dive into. But, unfortunately, if you want to dive into them, you'll have to come back on next week's episode of both Podcast Horseman and, indeed, Bojack Horseman to find out just what the bloody hell's going on. Otherwise, you'll be left in the dark. Anyway, until that time, I've been Adam Nicholas. I've been Michael Hamflet. And this has been Podcast Horseman. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.